Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer, looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Today we are talking about towing. We're all tow all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's a question that we get quite a bit, either in our email or on our Facebook group or wherever. We see this question quite a bit. Yes. I have such and such a vehicle. What can I tow with it? What can I tow or what truck do I need to buy to tow what I already have for a trailer? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's something that perplexes a lot of people. And it's actually relatively simple when you have the details. One of the things to know is that, first of all, not all pickup trucks are created equally. So you could have two of the exact same brand and even the same model. So let's say two three-quarter ton F-250s sitting side by side and have a completely different towing capability even between those two based on how they're outfitted. Right. Confused yet? Not yet. Okay, but we're getting good. there. Also, one of the most important things is not really what you can tow, but what you can safely stop. Yes, because it's inconvenient not to be able to tow. It can be deadly to not be able to stop and control actually which is another factor you want to be able to control that load that's following you around right so you're not confused yet you want to know more well we hope this episode brings you a lot of answers to these questions yes indeed we are going to be back with a great guest who has answered a lot of questions about this, but there's even more. But before we do that, I just wanted to draw your attention to our discounts and deals section of our website. If you're looking for products to make your RV life a little bit, or camping life even, a little bit easier, we have vetted some people who we think do a really great job on what they do, and we have asked them to offer you a discount. And that's something you can find on our discounts and deals section of our website. And that came to bear this week. As I said, we try to be very careful of who we work with. And one of our partners had an opportunity to really step up in customer service. And boy, they just knocked it out of the park. So Lion Energy, we just, I want to applaud you for how you handled an opportunity to really shine. And you just did. And you did. Yes. Thank you so much. So our partners are people who we're very careful to partner with, and it just keeps being reinforced. We, we made some good choices. <laughs> and again, I'm biased about how good Lion Energy batteries are. <laughs> so there you go. But without any further ado... We are so excited to have our friend Oren Kern join us. He has been in our Rockwood Mini Light group for a couple of years and is always very helpful in answering questions that people have and especially helpful in towing questions. Oren, explain to us why you know so much about towing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Tony. Uh, my name is Oren Kern. I live in Pennsylvania. I've been here since 1995. I grew up out west, though. I have property in Idaho and uh, I've been in all states but six, most of the northern corners, <laughs> and Hawaii. I haven't been to Hawaii either. So because of that, you know, I've, I've driven a lot. I grew up on a farm, and uh, I've driven pretty much everything that has a wheel. I've driven many different vehicles from, you know, passenger cars to heavy-duty trucks to triaxles to 18-wheelers with grain trailers. Other than one, I haven't driven anything with a one wheel. So no, no <laughs> unicycles. <laughs> As Peggy said, I joined the Rockwood group uh, a couple of years ago. I, I'm in between trailers and uh, found a couple people that are actually part of that group that have the 2109S, which is the trailer that I'm, I'm open to acquire here soon. And uh, I wouldn't say an expert, but I, I definitely know a thing or two. I've been around the block a little bit. Just put on a lot of miles over the years. And, and uh, due to some of my you know personal experiences, I've been around a lot of vehicles. Uh, dad was in the automotive repair industry business, so I, I tended to learn a lot of things uh, mechanically uh, through that experience. So past that, like I said, not, not an expert, but, but just uh, been around the block. And I do really enjoy trying to share uh, knowledge. And as Tony and Peggy can probably attest, 
on the uh, Rockwood Mini Light fan group page. I, I'm a real big believer of accurate data for people that are asking the questions, but also readers that might stumble upon it then or at some time uh, later. So yes, I, I do really try to uh, help with the towing areas. The big question that people ask frequently, how much can I tow, is actually the answer is sort of simple. If you just have the data. Yeah. And, th- and that's the kicker. So yes, it, it is actually simple once you understand and, and you have uh, tools and, and uh, you know, those tools could be an Excel spreadsheet, uh, pen and paper, uh, you know, your mind, if you're it, once you get really good with the numbers. So yes, but, but it can be tricky as well. Uh, you know, a couple things, there are several capacities that you must look at and keep in mind. And, uh, and then there's a few capacities that are, that I often coin is marketing uh, gimmicks that uh, are often said is, you know, this is the capacity you're fine, you know, hook and go. And uh, in fact, it, it uh, really is a bit misleading. And I, I can, I'll go into that detail here in a little bit. Perfect. Perfect. Well, how would somebody determine, okay, I can, what can I tow? Because they'll hear from the vehicle salesperson, oh, this is going to tow 12,000 pounds. You're, you're good with a 5,000 pound trailer. And that's not always the case. Yeah. So, and, and that's a tough spot, right? For a lot of people, uh, whether experienced or, or new uh, to towing, you know, the, the, the whole chicken or the egg thing, right? Do, do you buy the trailer that you really, yeah. really want? And then, and then, you know, get the tow vehicle later, you know, that, that's a fine method. There's a lot of people that do that uh, and, and get away. So, so to speak with, with the risks that are involved with uh, a vehicle that might be over capacity uh, or do you spend the money and you get the tow vehicle that 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 you need, and then you got to wait a couple of years to get the trailer? That's the position I'm in personally myself <laughs> right now. Yeah. To answer the question of you know what's what's the amount and and what you just led off on, Tony was you know a dealer might say you know oh this vehicle can tow seven thousand nine hundred pounds, you're fine. That that is what most dealers, automotive dealers say, and and frankly what most trailer dealers will say too. This vehicle has a you know you have a dry weight of five thousand three hundred pounds on this travel trailer, and you know your tow vehicle can pull seventy nine hundred pounds. You're fine, and and so frankly though that that that's really it's misleading in two ways. So one, let's talk the travel trailer first. You really want to be looking at either scaled weight, but if you don't have the trailer yet, or if you have a trailer but never been to a scale, that that's really tough to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, what, what you'd want to do is on, on every trailer, there's that the data plate that's usually on the side of the trailer. It's usually a white sticker with yellow, uh, you know, highlights on it. And that data plate will tell you what the gross vehicle weight rating is. And, and that includes the trailer's dry weight, right? The, the weight empty coming off the factory floor to what it would weigh fully loaded. So with your propane tanks on, like, you know, I can see your mini light behind you. Um, it looks <laughs> like 30 gallon tanks. Yep. or 30 pound tanks. I'm sorry. Your batteries, maybe you have two, maybe you have one, your bikes as you, as I see in your picture <laughs> and then all your cargo inside and that'll have a max rating, what it, what it can pull. Uh, so, you know, you always want to look at that and some, you know, a lot of times people aren't at max weight cause they're not say carrying water or uh, your, the gray tank and black tanks aren't full, but you still would want to always err on the side of caution and, and look at the heaviest weight it could possibly be. And I'll explain that why in just a second, it's, it's analogy to the tow vehicle. So now when we move into the tow vehicle to say like, okay, well, so the salesman told me my travel trailer weighs 5,300 pounds dry and, and I'm fine. My tow vehicle will pull 7,900 pounds. So we already know we want to look at the gross vehicle weight rating of the trailer. And let's just say it's a mini, mini light. Most of the Rockwood mini lights, they, they all, whether it's the 2104 all the way up to the 2511 S uh, they're all right, right under 7,000 pounds. So all of those trailers would be fine with a vehicle that can pull seven, you know, 7,900 pounds on the tow vehicle. When you look at 7,900 pounds, you're looking at the max pull rating, right? Right. The, the, exactly. The most it can pull. So, you know, that's why you want to look at the heaviest components in the travel trailer. Why would you look at the, the lightest weights when on your tow vehicle side, you're looking at the heaviest. Right. One of the things a lot of people don't consider is let's say you buy a big SUV like a Nissan Armada and it mm-hmm. says, oh, I can I can tow 8,500 pounds, whatever the number is, until you start adding stuff to the truck. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, yes, that's a great segue into the tow vehicle now. So, right. so again, back to the question of, you know, I've got a travel trailer or I, or I have one I really want to get and, and is my tow vehicle capable? Say I've got a half-ton a regular half-ton truck or a, a half-ton frame uh, full-size SUV like an Armada or, or a Suburban 
or say I've got a, a crossover like a Jeep Grand Cherokee yeah, um, or a quarter ton truck like a Nissan Frontier or the new Ford Ranger that they just relaunched. So as we've already said, you know, that a lot of the salesmen will say, well, you have, you have a towing capacity of let's just again, say 7,900 pounds. Now that, that capacity is rating off a standard and forgive me, I don't remember the standard number, but all manufacturers now use that. And it's set uh, right off the bat. We all as towers are kind of, kind of behind the eight ball. It's set done with a, what is commonly referred to as a low slung sled. And essentially all that is, is if you've ever passed an 18 wheeler on the road, that's got what's called a low boy trailer. It's a trailer that sits very low. You'll often see it pulling a bulldozer or an excavator, right? The thing with the big arm that scoops, right? Those trailers sit very, very low to the ground and they are bumper pull just like most travel trailers, but they have very, very little tongue weight because they sit so low to the floor. They don't have big surface area and they don't create the forces on the truck that a travel trailer creates. This is why most experts, Mark from Keep Your Daydream, the gentleman, I'm forgetting his name right now, but that runs Big Truck, Big RV, that they all talk about. And if you talk to any, you know, if you talk to a a DOT inspector, they all really recommend at least a 10% buffer onto all towing capacities. And that is because of what we just described. The way the towing capacity is set for manufacturers is not, they're not towing setting standards with a trailer that exi- that exhibits the forces that a travel trailer exhibits, right? The surface area, the wind resistance that it creates this way. Oh. So that pulling capacity is set pretty high, right? You've got a low slung trailer with light tongue weight. So let's talk about a couple of the other uh, capacities. There's usually three that I always talk about, uh, whether it's talking to a person over a campfire on a forum in writing or on a video like this. There's three main ones to look at. The towing capacity that uh, that I commonly call pulling, pulling capacity, that's what most people talk about, you know, 7,900 pounds, I'm good. Uh, that's frankly one of the least uh, important. The only one that's generally even less important than that is what's called your gross combined vehicle weight rating. That's a weight rating that is basically the, the max weighting of your tow vehicle and the max rating of your whatever you're pulling. Those two combined, every vehicle has a rating for that. At these weights at 7,000 pounds, even a quarter ton truck, you're never going to hit those weights. Uh, then, then comes your pulling capacity. Most pulling capacities at a travel trailer around 25 feet under 7,000 pounds, you're not going to hit, uh, you know, I've seen some crossovers, right? And I'm talking like even, even like a Chevy Tahoe is, is usually, well, that, that's a, that's a, uh, like a half ton frame. But if you were yeah. looking at like a Jeep Grand Cherokee, like a, a unibody type SUV, most of those even have tow ratings. Some of them will be 5,000 pounds. So you might have a problem there with a 7,000 pound trailer. It's the capacities you really got to worry about are for, first and foremost, payload. Uh, payload, we talk a ton about on the forums. Payload is the weight that passengers and cargo that you put in either the bed of a truck, if it's a truck, or in the back uh, passenger area behind the rear seats, if it's a SUV, and then the tongue weight of the vehicle. That uh, capacity for most half-ton vehicles is usually around 1,500 pounds. Um, Not always. There are some that are are much higher than that, but on average, they're about 1,500 pounds. That capacity is so important because what it does is a tow rating, when you, when you put all that capacity in it, it, it puts pressure on the rear wheels and lifts weight off the front. Why is that important? Braking in most standard vehicles nowadays, even with disc brakes, all four tires, is about 60% up front. So if you remove weight off the front of the vehicle, you lose steering capability. That's important, obviously, for evasive yep. maneuvers. Right. You lose braking capability. Well, also, and your, your headlights are misaimed if the vehicle oh. is sitting you know, tail low and headlight high. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're blinding oncoming traffic. I mean, there's a plethora of, of things that can go wrong with a vehicle that, that is overloaded and the rear end is sagging, the front end is lifting. But for, for most towers, your most important things are going to be your ability to control your load. That's done through braking and steering. Uh, your next capacity that most people have uh, issues with is the gross vehicle weight rating right? That's the weight rating of the the vehicle as it sits, what's called curb weight, which usually includes fuel and motor oil, you know, the fluids that are in the vehicle, but does not include passengers, does not include any cargo that's in the vehicle. So that gross vehicle weight rating is the max that can be loaded in that vehicle, whether it's tongue weight from a trailer, passengers or cargo put in the vehicle. You can have problems. I've seen a lot of problems, especially with half-ton vehicles, uh, even at trailers at this weight. My own personal half-ton truck, I have a 2014 
ram uh, bighorn. And, and I, I'm really, really close. I got like less than a hundred pounds if I was pulling a 2,900. Uh, wow. So, you know, I'm, I'm technically within spec, uh, but I'm, I'm not within the proper safety margin. Right. Right. Your, your last capacity that can, that can present some problems generally until you get into, into the three quarter ton size uh, tow vehicle rating is, is axle capacity. Front becomes a problem once you apply a weight distribution hitch and, and, re, and reassign some of that weight to the front axle, which you need so that you don't have an overloaded rear axle and you don't have front end lift. Uh, but then your rear, your rear axle is also picking up. It generally at least six to 700 pounds from the trailer, plus whatever the passengers are in the vehicle. It adds up very quickly. What some people don't realize is that the weight on the hitch of the trailer is part of what is calculated with the gross weight of the trailer. So I had a guy come into the dealership who was upset that his tires were not able to carry the full weight of the trailer. And we had to explain to him that part of the calculation of that includes what the hitch carries too. So that's a portion of it. And conversely, you'll see it sometimes where the axle ratings on the trailer will actually be more than what the gross vehicle weight rating of the trailer is. Um, and that's because the axles can carry more than say what the frame can carry. Uh, but, but yes, yeah, so, uh, you'll, you'll sometimes see it where the axle ratings are lighter than the gross vehicle weight of the trailer rating. And that's because what you were just describing is you, you will generally lose on a travel trailer. Most tongue weight is, is it averages about 15% of the gross vehicle. Weight. Right. Right. I think generally it's as light as 10%. And, and I've seen it as heavy as 17, very rarely higher, but sometimes 17%. Um, th- these, uh, Rockwood mini lights of the group that I belong to, uh, they're, they're very tongue heavy trailers. And, and there, there's a lot of reasons for that, that the position of the axles near the, you know, the middle to rear of the vehicle, um, a lot of the cargo space, the beds are up front. You know, th- there's a lot of reasons that factor into that tongue heaviness, the tongue weight, uh, that the trailer is putting onto the tow vehicle that creates a problem for the tow vehicle can be a benefit to the travel trailer. One of the things that, that you definitely want to always be mindful of, uh, you know, when, when you're towing as well, not just capacities, but is how you load your trailer, right? Yes. Trailer load is very important. Sway that, that people talk about, they get anti-sway, uh, anti-sway and, and weight distribution hitches that combine. Some of the new Fords have an anti-sway system built into their, their braking uh, system in the truck. It's, it's uh, logic that when the when the truck senses the trailer swaying, it applies brakes automatically to help control the sway. But sway happens because of two reasons. Uh, cross winds, yep. uh, right? Winds from either just nature blowing or from a passing either large vehicle like a, like a semi-truck or just another travel trailer. Could even be just another vehicle that's just passing at a high rate of speed. And, and that's, again, one of the reasons why you want an adequate tow vehicle with buffer capacity because again, the, the capacities when they were set from the factory weren't set with a 25 foot uh, trailer that's you know 12 to 15 feet tall. That's just a giant sail. It's a lot of surface area that that wind is able to push against. Yeah, and that that's something that our truck has. Well, you know, we tow with a Nissan Frontier, and the trailer weighs as it sits about 3,800 pounds. And mm-hmm. Nissan said, "Oh, that truck can tow 6,500 pounds," mm-hmm. and I don't doubt that it it pulls and stops that trailer just great but we are also exceeding what they determine for the frontal area of that truck's towing capacity because essentially that's a gigantic dam air dam right yeah yeah, yeah. Fr- yeah. Front, frontal area is a, a whole nother topic and, and if we were talking uh fifth wheels or hdt trucks you know like uh, what most people would consider a commercial rig, right? Uh, a, a very large, say a, a vehicle that has a 25,000 pound, you know, gross vehicle weight rating. Mm-hmm. Frontal area becomes very, very important. Frontal area is, is definitely a concern. You're right on the money, Tony. Uh, it, it, these weights, um, frontal area generally isn't a, a factor that I, I talk about with capacity because it, it matters, but here, here's a funny thing. So you'll see, say with your Nissan Frontier, you'll see a non- towing package. And I love that when manufacturers yeah. call, you know, the, these packages towing package, but most towing packages, let's be frank, they're at best, they have an auxiliary cooling function for your radiator uh, and your transmission. You know, you can yeah. travel a little slower, take breaks on hills. You know, years ago, none of us had that. Nope. Generally towing package includes uh, a hitch receiver, uh, usually a class three or class four, 
sometimes a brake control module that's necessary in order to have power to the pigtail, the, the seven pin that, that powers the trailer brakes and the lights. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. But the funny thing is what you'll see when you look at enough of the manufacturers is a towing package vehicle will have a frontal area rating that's higher than a non-towing package vehicle. But what did we change? We didn't change anything. There's no difference. So yeah. on, on a commercial rig, frontal area adjusts by, by dams and louvers that are over top the cap, right? I'm sure you've seen them even on like uh, F-550s, you see them very frequently. Some yep. F-350s and 450s too. They're like a louver that, that jets up over top of the cab that diverts the air up over top of that trailer that you're pulling. So unless, you know, we had big louvers on the bottom of the vehicle or the front of the vehicle to deflect air, you know, again, at these weights, it's really, you know, there's, there's other capacities that are more relevant and reasonable to find and and manage than frontal area, but frontal area is definitely, definitely a component. Hopefully people get a little bit better understanding now of, you know, when we're looking at the trailers, we need to be looking at gross vehicle weight rating, not dry weight. When we're looking at tow vehicles, you know, we need to not be looking at just pulling capacity, but payload, gross vehicle weight rating, and axle capacity. But where, you know, the question that I get from a lot of people is, you know, once we start talking about that on forums or at a campfire or whatever is, oh, that's great, Orrin. Okay, I'm starting to understand that now. Thank you. How do I find this stuff? How do I know yes. where it is? Yeah. 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 Where I was yeah. Suggest yeah. My, look. my owner's manual says, you know, my payload's 1,900 pounds on my ramp. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that for, for a few minutes. So really the, the there, there's a few uh, quote unquote, you know, just like dead set, you know, Bibles, if you'll have it of where you get these towing capacities. Owner's manuals are really not a good place to get these capacities. An owner manual will generally provide uh, good information on gross vehicle weight rating in combined gross vehicle weight rating, but payload, curb weight, those things are not going to be accurate in an owner's manual. And here's why. Most owner's manual, not all, but most, they are written for base models, right? A lot of vehicles will have, I don't know, like think a Ram. They, they got to have like, what, 25 different packages, right? Your tradesman, your sure. tradesman express, your express, yeah. your, oh, yeah, your that- big horn, your, you know. And every one of those packages, what they are is they're, they're generally trim levels. When you add trim levels, right, you, you get a bigger display for your for your navigation system. You've got sunroof now. You've got leather seats. You've got seven-way power front and passenger seats. All those things add weight to the curb weight. When you right. add weight to the curb weight and the gross vehicle weight rating does not change generally, you know, for let's talk, for example, for a three-quarter ton truck, they're almost all 10,000 pounds. That's right. the limit. Uh, half tons fluctuate a little bit, but when the gross vehicle weight rating doesn't change, but your curb weight increases, your payload decreases. It still can only carry so much. That's right. So when you when you go to your owner's manual, you know it'll say a rating in it, but that's generally not your specific build out. So where you go to find that information, let's talk payload, right? The one that we generally, a lot of us will say, this is your most important towing capacity you need to look at. So payload is that that sticker is generally on your driver's side door jam. It's usually yellow and it'll say it's, it's generally got like the tire weights on it, or, or I'm sorry, tire pressure. And it'll tell you what your, what your specific vehicle, just like the Rockwoods, right? The mini lights, they come off the floor. Every one of them has got a data plate sticker that's put on it that says what that, that weight is, that dry weight. Right. They're weighed at the end of the assembly line. So that oh, yeah. sticker oh, yeah. is, you know, when you look on a, on a web, let's say you're, you're kind of drooling over, oh, I want to buy a new trailer. And you're looking at the list of the trailers and it says from 4,300 to 4,700 pounds. And you're like, wait, what's the difference? And it's, yeah. again, the options you choose, the the yeah. features, things like that. How dry the wood was that day? <laughs> yeah. well, and, here, and so you're absolutely right. When they when they come off the dealer floor, those those stickers are put on from, from an auto manufacturer. So here, here's the real thing. It's just like, a to- or just like a travel trailer, right? We all get these things. And then we want to do all these mods, right? We see them nonstop. You know, yeah. Look at this great, like, uh, yeah. you know, this great new storage unit I built inside the pass through to hang my drill on. Well, that just added weight to the trailer. Right. Or how about that guy who hung all those aluminum boxes off his bumper? The back. Right. Yeah, oh, my that. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about adding sway. Yeah. And so here's the really interesting thing. If it comes from the factory with a tow package, then you know you've got, you know, a hitch receiver mounted and that's all factored into your payload. Say you bought a tow vehicle that, that didn't have a hitch receiver included, didn't have a brake control module. Now, a brake control module, you know, that might weigh a pound. Yeah, right. The little thing you're going to mount underneath your dashboard or, 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 you know, maybe you can integrate it right into the, the vehicle. But the hitch receiver, 
you know, those can be a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, they're right. heavy. Yeah, guess what you got to do now? You got to deduct that from your payload. Yeah, and um, every so, time you add a pound, it's one pound. But if you yeah, add forty of yeah. them, well, that's... so so that's the thing for me, right? Like I, I'm 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 old fashioned in a way. I grew up on a farm. We had you know we had a lot of equipment that broke down, so I have a tendency of carrying a lot of extra parts and tools with me. <laughs> I joke all the time on our on the Rockwood form, like I you know I have onboard air, right? So like that, all that stuff adds weight. You got to deduct that all from your vehicle, and there's right. a couple ways to do it. You know, you, you could go to a, a junkyard and get your truck weighed. And now you know what your curb weight is and you got to deduct that, whatever that difference was from your, your listed payload. Right. Yeah. Or uh, if you can find a gravel pit, they all have scales there. That's yeah, exactly. around here for whatever reason, there's a lot of them. And so that's where you can go to get uh, RV weight or even truck scales yeah. and they'll weigh it by the axle. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So that, that's where you would find your payload. Uh, now your curb weight, curb weight's tough to find Uh curb weight. I mean, you know, unless you go to a towing guide like Ram, the year I bought my truck in 14 had a wonderful towing guide. Most manufacturers have them. You just get on Google, Google, you know, what's a year of your guy's truck? Uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 16. So, you know, you'd get on Google and Google like Nissan Frontier 2016 towing guide. And a lot of the manufacturers will have them. They're pretty detailed. They'll, they'll tell you all kinds of things. Again, they'll list a lot of different payload options. So, you know, don't, yes. don't fall into that for your payload. What you're looking for those are, are your, uh, Gross vehicle weight rating may be, may be slightly different. Your uh, combined gross vehicle weight rating will be listed on those. Mm-hmm. Your axle ratings, that's usually where you find that. Axle ratings can also be found. There's a white sticker on most tow vehicles, again, driver's side door jam, that lists your gross vehicle weight rating and your axle ratings. Those three components that are generally the most important when you're towing, that generally most uh, capacity issues will be found within, they're all right on the vehicle. Yes. Right. The ones, the ones that are that are important in the grand scheme of things, but not as important, are the ones you generally have to look up. The only one that's that's kind of difficult is curb weight. Curb weight to really to truly know what your curb weight is, the only real good way to do it is to get weight. Yeah. You got to go to a scrapyard or or a landfill or a truck stop and, and get your vehicle weight. Oh yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I forgot about the garbage. Our local garbage dump weighs you coming in and weighs you going out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. go in with a load of cans, dump your cans, and come back out and you and know, you get, mean, your, you know, get your weight for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, I mean, you laugh, but honestly, that, that's how I weighed my half-ton truck the very first time I ever had it done. Nice. We've taken a lot of greenways to our local trash dump. Yeah. I made friends yeah. with all the quarry owners, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there is one thing I missed. We talked about the importance of payload and, and why payload is so important. And when you're over, why it can be so drastic and catastrophic. Gross vehicle weight rating, the reason why that one's so important, and if you're over on that one is, unfortunately, I've had two towing incidents in my life. Fortunately, neither of them were serious. No one ever, you know, was seriously injured. There was no deaths involved. But when there is, I've had these, unfortunately, at my place of employment, when police get involved, the very first capacity that is pulled when you are driving a vehicle and towing anything is the gross vehicle weight rating. And if Mm -hmm. you're over that weight rating, you have all kinds of liability issues. Your insurance company may or may not. I mean, that's, that's, that's an insurance adjuster's call. Your underwriting departments, they'll make those decisions. None of us could realistically say but it's a risk they can deny a claim if you are overweight right oh yes absolutely it, it would be considered negligence just like they could yep. deny a claim if you were under the influence while driving correct yep you know will they hard to say hard to say yeah, yeah. It, de- it depends and, and so here's where i boil down to this whole subject in, in reality i really like people to be educated to really try to understand the nuances and the and the complexity to it but as we just discussed you know, the most important ratings, they're right there on your vehicle. You can find them pretty easily. They're right there on the on the travel trailer. Right. Again, you, you can jot them down on a piece of paper, use an Excel file, whatever whatever tools that you have, and you can pretty quickly determine if your vehicle's capable or not to then determine what we said before. Do I buy the truck first, the, the SUV first, the travel trailer first, what, you know, whatever the case may be. Or if you have one, know what you need or what you can handle right. in the other. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people tow with either a marginally acceptable tow vehicle, meaning you're, you're, you're within capacities like my half ton is, but you don't have proper buffer for you're traveling 60, 65 miles an hour and you need to take an evasive maneuver. You need to stop that vehicle within say 45 right. to 100 feet. You've got a vehicle that pulls out on you. You need to abruptly move lanes. That's going to be very challenging with a vehicle that does not have the proper 
capacity. Do people get away with it? Absolutely. Every yeah. single day, yeah. hundreds of thousands of millions of miles a year. We see it all the time. We pass them. I was just in West Virginia yeah. a week ago for a family vacation and I passed, it had to be close to 50 vehicles that I was just shaking my head at. And I mean, you know, they probably go incident free, but what happens when it does? Yeah. Now you've put, you've put yourself, whoever your co-passengers are, probably loved ones uh, at risk. Right. Then you've got your, your, your investments, right? I mean, obviously the people are the most important, but you've got an investment of a tow vehicle. You've got an investment of a travel trailer. And then you've got all the people around you. For me personally, and it's a personal decision, uh, I try to never look down on people. I just try to you know, help educate. Maybe some people change their mind. Maybe they're enlightened. Maybe they're not. But for me personally, that risk is not rewarding for me. Yeah. Um, as yeah. I said, I, I've had a couple. I had a tire blowout at, at highway speeds, and I had a I had a coupler unhook one time. Fortunately, not at, at wow. great speeds, but. Uh, both those things without having vehicle capacities uh, that we've just talked about that you're within with at least 10% buffer in all those capacity areas. I'm not confident that I would have been able to control those vehicles to a safe stopping uh, area. Right. Uh, I'm just not. I mean, maybe it would have, maybe it wouldn't have, but um, you know, that, that's ultimately the, the ultimate risk is, you know, if you're over capacity, you know, we didn't really talk about why an axle capacity is so important, but let's say you were towing a trailer with a half ton uh, and that trailer had a gross vehicle weight rating of 10,000 pounds. So maybe you got a Ford F-150. Fords, whatever they do, man, I don't know. They, they're like unicorns. They, they really do something with their frames. And, and they, they have some really high capacities and all their capacities with, with half-ton trucks. And I've seen half-ton trucks that, that have the capacity to pull a 10,000-pound trailer. The numbers yeah. work. I wouldn't still recommend yeah. it. I don't generally recommend it over, over 7,000 pounds with a half-ton. But um, the numbers work. Well, you know, let's say the vehicle was sitting on the, on the bump stops on the axle. You hit a hard enough bump. Uh, the reason why axle capacity is so important, you can break an axle shaft, depending on how that axle is built. If it's a C-clip retainer holding the, the axle shaft in, the, the wheel can actually come off. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it with Jeep Wranglers, like off-wheeling. Oh, yeah. Off oh, my gosh. And the axle just comes right out and the wheel rolls off. But let's say you don't have a brake. I've seen it uh, overloaded with hay and, and other reasons on farms, but you can bend an axle tube pretty easy from, from a hard hit oh, yeah. boy. when you're near the bump stops. And uh, then, you know, you drive around and you're doing this <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because of the imperfections in the road. That's because you you know, your, your axle tubes actually bent and it's creating, you know, vibration through the truck and, and uh, all kinds of things. So you know, there's, there's, again, there's all kinds of reasons why these capacities are set and they're set to keep us all safe and to protect us. My right. biggest wish is I really wish that the auto manufacturing industry would set these capacities with realistic loads in mind, realistic tra trailer loads, you know, not, not a low slung sled. I mean, it just, you know, it, it does a disservice to everybody when they're set that way because, you know, we're kind of all set up to fail in a way. Yeah. And, and the funny thing about it, because we're mostly interested in travel trailers and you think about the tremendous effort these manufacturers vehicle manufacturers go through to wind tunnel test the vehicle so they get just that little bit better fuel economy and then we put a barn behind it <laughs> uh now remind the group your your rockwood's actually a single axle or, or a double. yeah Works and they single. don't they don't make ours anymore now if you want a single axle, they have the Geo Pros. Right. And then if you want a double axle, it's the Mini Lights. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's why your Mini, you know, I, I've seen you guys post a, a good many times and seen all your wonderful pictures, but that's why your weight ratings are so much lower than everything that, that oh, yeah. you know, a lot yeah. of the newer ones yeah. are because you're, you're a single axle. So your, yep. your, your trailer is lighter. You know, you can't carry as much, but... You know, again, I, that that was both of your goal from what I've you know, understood talking with you, private messaging and, and on the forum. That was his goal for me. Sorry, honey, <laughs> you can't take that. We can't carry. No, we don't need those rocks. <laughs> In fact, last yeah. last week or recently, I don't know, I was joking about, you know, how much stuff you can carry in the camper. And I said, yeah, my pajama collection in the camper is pretty much all I'm uh, allowed to uh, carry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ah, jammies. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> Manage your trailer weight off the gross weight rating. Get it weighed occasionally to make sure you're never over that. And that's the best way to be safe. You know, yeah. if you're going to use your max capacities on your tow vehicle, from my standpoint, by nature, you got to use the max capacities on the trailer, even if you're not at those capacities. Right. Right. There was a dude this past weekend who had an international, it was designed for military service, was a four-wheel drive international pickup based on their Class C platform. 
And man, I was I was looking at that. Right, it had four wheel right. driving, giant thirty three inch tires, and I'm like, wow. And he said, I can pull any travel trailer out there yeah. with this thing. I I didn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. was actually a pickup truck on a. Well, and, and frankly, I was pleasantly surprised. There was a, a a lady who messaged me privately about the towing calculator, and uh, and just was having a really hard time figuring it out where to get the capacities. She had a quarter ton truck. Oh. And so my experience has really been like most quarter ton trucks, they just do not cut it for these 7,000 pound ton heavy trailers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we ran the numbers and, and I'm still not sold in my opinion, it's too heavy for that gross vehicle weight. You know, if, if she was in a really bad evasive maneuver, I don't think she could control the vehicle, but the numbers worked out right. and they had proper buffer capacity. And I said, you know what? you know, it's okay. And and I think she stuck with it. Conversely, I had a gentleman, I don't know if you guys have seen his post, I won't say his name, but he had a Raptor last year, Ford Raptor, wonderful truck. I love those trucks, but they're not towing machines. They're no. not designed for that. Yeah. No, they're, they're fast. Yeah. Their suspension's too soft. Yeah. They got the best engine and powertrain on the market, but they're, they're, they're not, they weren't designed for towing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he, you know, couple, like last year, he and I kind of went rounds or at least he felt that, you know, I was saying his truck's not good. And I was like, well, I'm not saying that your truck's amazing. I love it. I wish I could afford it. Uh, but, but it's not, it's not cut out for towing a 7,000 pound ton heavy trailer. He private messaged me a couple months ago and he said, I just have to really say, I appreciate it. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to put it out there online, but I ended up selling my Raptor and bought a dedicated three quarter ton truck. <laughs> and, uh, or I'm sorry, it wasn't a three quarter. He, he did buy a half ton, but he feels much safer. He appreciated the time. He understands towing better. And to me, that's what it's all about. I, you know, exactly. I, I don't really care about being right. And again, I always give credit where credit's due. When people say that, you know, your, your calculator is great. You know, the basis of it, where, where its original origin was from was, was uh, Mark Leach from KYD. I'm not a super creative person. What I've always been pretty gifted at is seeing things and then being able to see and, and find the areas to improve it on. Mm-hmm. So I started and I, I created a whole different way and I had different tabs that you entered your stuff in and it pulled links to the front tab and and uh, if you want to do a, a podcast on the on the towing guide, the, the calculator, I'm all up for that too. Yeah, that would be good. And boy, I sure appreciate your time. And it's good to get to meet you here. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks again thanks, for Warren, your time. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you Take both. Take care. Right. All right. Uh, Bye. 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 So today we wanted to still bring you a list, bum, bum, bum. but we don't want to leave the towing topic behind. So we thought we'd maybe <laughs> give you a list of terms, a list of those annoying acronyms that everybody uses or terms that just aren't really obvious what they are. And so let's go ahead and start with the tow vehicle. Yes. Tony, what is curb weight? Curb weight is what your tow vehicle weighs sitting out there. That basically empty weight as it sits in the driveway or wherever it is, that's the unladen weight of your vehicle. What it weighs basically sitting on the curb is where that term As it from. drives off the showroom floor. Yeah, basically. Okay. And then there's the GVWR. R. Gross vehicle weight rating. Yes, that's important. Okay, so that vehicle, whatever it is, truck, SUV, Subaru, any vehicle has a gross rating as the most that it was designed to weigh. So that includes, of course, the vehicle fluids like gasoline, oil, water in the radiator, unless it's an old Volkswagen or Corvair. (laughs) Corvair. (laughs) But seriously, all of those and people and their stuff. So the most that vehicle was designed to accommodate, that's the gross vehicle weight rating. The vehicle should never weigh more than that. Now, something to think about, when you are towing, let's say your trailer has a tongue weight of 500 pounds. You know, that's not unreasonable. 500 pound tongue weight. So that 500 pounds is part of the gross vehicle weight Yes, rating? that's part of what the vehicle weighs. But not the entire trailer, just that tongue weight. Correct. Okay, but then what's the gross combined vehicle weight rating? All I did was add gross on the front. That's just gross. Well, <laughs> what that is, is it's the most that that vehicle and whatever it's towing or hauling is designed to accommodate. So let's say you have a 6,000 pound pick up truck and it says my gross combined weight rating is 12,000 pounds. Just to pull a number out of the sky. That means that your 
people in the vehicle, the fuel, any of your stuff, your seven dogs. And your trailer. And your trailer. So if that is 12,000 pounds, then you subtract the vehicle, what it weighs from that combined gross vehicle combined weight rating. So in your example, if your vehicle weighs 6,000 pounds and your gross combined vehicle weight rating is 12,000 pounds, then you, your dogs, your husband, your wife, your kids, your fuel, your trailer, your rock collection, and your food has to weigh less than 6,000 pounds. Basically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole package, the trailer and the tow vehicle. Essentially, it's what that structure of that vehicle, including the brakes, again, a very important thing. Right. The transmission, the engine, the cooling system, all that, what it's designed to accommodate. Okay. So then what is a tow vehicle payload? All right. So let's say that vehicle has a gross vehicle weight of 6,000 pounds. Your pickup says gross vehicle weight is 6,000 pounds. And you look and you're like, well, it weighs 4,500 pounds the curb weight, empty weight. So that means it can accommodate 1,500 pounds. Now you can't forget fuel, people, pets, rock collection, all of that stuff. So 1,500 pounds goes quickly because let's say you have a driver that's 250 pounds and a passenger that's 150. Okay, so there's 400 pounds. Let's say you have a couple of kids that are 100 pounds. There's 600 pounds. Then let's say you have fuel. That adds a lot of weight too. So you figure how much fuel that vehicle can accommodate times whether it's gas or diesel, how much it weighs per gallon, etc. So that goes away quickly. And then you add the tongue weight of the trailer into that payload. All right. So I'm, I think I'm actually a little bit confused between gross vehicle weight rating and tow vehicle payload. Didn't you say the same things? No, the payload is just how much stuff you can put in the tow vehicle. So it's the gross vehicle weight rating minus the curb weight. Right. Oh, basically. okay. So the payload is what you can add to the curb weight. Typically, yeah. Until it's you the get up to the GVWR. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Whew. Remember when you asked earlier if I was confused? Uh-huh. I'm getting there. I'm working on it. <laughs> and we're just on the tow But you're vehicle. helping me untangle all this. So this good. is good. Uh, hopefully we're helping our audience too. So now we have the tow vehicle towing capacity. Right. This is how much your tow vehicle, that truck, SUV, whatever, is designed to tow the load behind. And you get that from basically the gross combined vehicle weight rating minus what the vehicle weighs essentially. But then there's other factors too. But essentially vehicle towing capacity is what that vehicle is designed to tow. Now, if you're completely confused, we are going to have some pretty extensive show notes on this <laughs> that are going to show you how to calculate this stuff and where to get the information. Because Great. actually, as much as it's like, what in the world does all this stuff mean? Well, Oren and another friend, Adam, created a spreadsheet you can just plug your actual numbers into and get the real capacities. Excellent. So they, they basically made it so you just plug in some numbers and it may surprise you how little or how much your vehicle can tow. I hope that it surprises you in how much it can tow and not how little. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that if it's smaller number than you expect that you haven't been running around dangerous all this time. But well, it's very, very possible. And I think that a lot of people do. And sure, they get away with it. But once they learn and realize what they've been doing, they cringe at the danger that they have been putting themselves and others into. Yeah, it's something that, that can be very dangerous. And and one of the things that's well worth doing, as we mentioned with Oren, is having your vehicle weighed, your trailer and your truck. And there's cat scales or the local garbage dump. You take a load of brush in and they weigh your vehicle going in and going out or gravel pits as we have up here. So there's a lot of places you can have your vehicle weighed. Of course, if you're a member of the FMCA, some of the big rallies when those come back, there's a gentleman who weighs vehicles. And it's cool because he puts a scale at each wheel. Yeah, that's nice. It's, it's kind of slick. So we have covered tow vehicles. So let's talk about terms for the actual towed vehicle, the trailer or the fifth <laughs> wheel. Tell me first, what is the unladen vehicle weight, the UVW? Okay. So as that trailer rolls down the assembly line, one of the last things that happens is they weigh it. And that is the unladen vehicle weight number that they put on a sticker on the side. It says how much that exact trailer weighs 
as it sits at the end of the assembly line. Now, notice they did not include two propane tanks and one or two batteries and your rock collection and pots and pans <laughs> and sheets and blankets and clothes and enough beer for two weeks and on and on and on. So, so this is like the curb weight in a tow vehicle. Exactly. This is the similar thing in the trailer weight. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yep. So then there's the CCC, the cargo carrying capacity. I think I can guess what that is, but why don't you verify? How much stuff you can put in the trailer? That's what or I thought. Or how much a trailer is designed <laughs> to carry. So again, like with the truck, how many people, how many dogs, and how much fuel. Now you find out how many people, how many dogs, and how much beer you can fit. Yeah, in the except one of the interesting things is with trailers, when you're towing it, one number to be cognizant of is okay, I'm towing this down the highway and it says I can put 1,500 pounds worth of stuff in it, so I'm going to keep it under that. But then you get to the campsite and put the levelers down and blah, blah, blah. And then you add the people and all of that stuff. So this is really what it can carry down the road because I'm going to surmise that when you are camping and everybody gets in the trailer, it's probably over capacity. Cargo carrying. For example, the time we had nine people in our trailer on what was that Easter? I bet that exceeded all the capacity. I was literally (laughs) concerned that the stabilizers were going to fail. Yeah, it was Easter. It was raining. We had a few stragglers from a weekend trip plus the owner and her mom and well we we just we needed to have a meal together so we all just piled into the little Kirby and honestly butt space was as much a concern to me as as weight but we managed good thing we had a lot of little butts that could fit in I was truly (laughs) concerned about the stabilizers but it I thought tires might pop I didn't really know how this stuff works but I was a little worried about how much weight so but anyway the cargo carrying capacity is basically how much you can tow, not necessarily how many people can sit in there during the day and during the night when they sleep. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the number to be concerned about is how much stuff you've put in it. And probably because it's sitting stable, it's a little more able to handle some stuff. But when you're actually dragging it down the road and it's bouncing around, that's when it matters more how much it weighs. Yeah. And brakes and the frame and just on and on. Yeah. So yeah, when it's sitting in a campground, it's not moving and it's stable and you're not just using the axle and you're not worrying about the brakes, but right. you're also using the stabilizers and the tongue jack and all of that. Yeah. So there's a lot more supporting that trailer. All right. So then we get to the gross vehicle weight, the GVW. That's the most that that trailer can weigh, period. End of story. It's what that frame, the axles, suspension, all of that stuff and brakes, of course, was designed to accommodate. So that is without any stuff in it. That's the actual... No, that's the most with stuff. So you could actually calculate the cargo carrying capacity by subtracting the gross vehicle weight from the unladen vehicle weight and there you have how much stuff you could put in it. So again, it's when you're moving, not necessarily, because that gross vehicle weight, again, probably doesn't add nine people's worth of weight. But you do have to consider, again, the batteries, the propane, all of your stuff, but also the liquids. So when you add, like our friend Linda, her trailer has over 100 gallons of fresh water capacity. Well, water weighs about eight pounds to the gallon, that's 800 pounds of water if she's carrying it full. So again, the gross vehicle weight minus the unladen vehicle weight gives you the cargo carrying capacity. Similar to with the truck. Gomatic. Okay, far out. All right, but then what is the dry hitch weight? That is how much weight was pushed down on the hitch by that trailer as it came off the factory line. Usually, the hitch weight is about 15% of a travel trailer weight. So about 15% is carried on the hitch, but you can load the trailer such that that is not So if you put too much of your weight in the front, you really exceed that weight. And if you put too much stuff in the back of your trailer, behind the axle, you can actually lighten that up enough to also be a dangerous situation. Oh, yeah. It, they get squirrely. If they're tail heavy, they're really squirrely. Because you're pulling up on the back of the yes, truck. Yes. And you're reducing the weight on the back of the tow vehicle and such. So hitch weight, you want it to be about 15% of the trailer. And again, dry hitch weight. Remember, they don't include that 100-pound weight distribution hitch, those two propane tanks, those two heavy deep cycle batteries, blah, blah, blah. Right. So dry hitch weight is what it 
that weighed coming off the line. And it's going to weigh more than that. And again, that's weight that you have to accommodate in the cargo carrying capacity of your tow vehicle. And that weight can be determined if you go onto one of those scales with like loaded and ready to go. You're actually packed exactly how you would pack for a trip. If you go to a scale at that point, then they can tell you what your hitch weight is. Yes. And what they might do is they might take your tow vehicle and trailer, put the whole enchilada on the scale. So they're like, okay, so this is 12,000 pounds by our earlier example. Then you unhitch your trailer and go put the truck on and it's like, oh, it's 6,000 pounds. It means your trailer weighs 6,000 pounds. Right. And they can also figure out the hitch weight? Depends on the scale. Okay. It's something about like parking just the back axle or something like that of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, Yeah. yeah. Or you can actually take the trailer off and put the hitch foot on a scale. Oh, okay. That makes so sense. then you literally are measuring the, the hitch weight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Man, okay. you know, we went an entire episode with not one pun. No. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, this is such an information-heavy episode <laughs> that it's oh my gosh, not a not a single pun. Wow, that is pretty amazing. And again, on the show notes and on the website where we have these episodes, we are going to have a lot of references and such. So, and if you're confused, please feel free to reach out to us. We're very happy to help. I know there's a lot of information in this episode, and I've droned on and on about towing and such. So, but it's such an important thing. It's it really is. necessary to understand, you know, even if you don't quite understand all the terms and everything, figure out a way to make sure that you are doing everything safely. Yeah. And use that towing calculator that we'll put a link to that Orin and Adam have created. It's pretty slick. They've done a good job. And we have, of course, our Facebook forum. So you can ask questions there. And on our website, there's a contact us. We get people who email us there. And that's at www.stresslesscamping.com. And you can use that to find all our deals and discounts and find all our jump off pages to all the other social places. Yeah. Find us all over the social world, starting at our home base, Stressless Camp. Camping.com. And if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, did you know that it's completely free to subscribe on any podcast app? We're saving a seat for you around our virtual campfire. Indeed we are. And of course, a review helps others find this podcast too. And boy, we have just exploded in downloads. So thank right, you so, so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for writing a review. All of those things help. We're very grateful. And it is our goal with every episode to provide you with some value and something to take with you camping and if it's fun or if it's information or whatever it happens to be that's our vision for this so and it's usually tony's goal to have a pun but today yeah I guess well usually they just come naturally out. and gosh this one nothing he was thinking Man. too hard about being serious about oh this very gosh. very serious topic i know well anyway thank you for listening and until next week happy, happy camping. camping and towing We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!